crush it. Here we are. Another podcast morning. It's so good to be with you. I hope you caught my little live Facebook clip. I took you into my uh, half of my morning drive into Wawa uh, to get uh, my coffee. And then here we are at the church, like I promised, 930 podcast. Uh, I got a guest with me today. Dylan's usually behind the switcher. Uh, but today, last week, we talked about him coming on. And then today he's on, so switch to him. Let him say hi for a second. Greet the people. Hello, people. Good to see you. It's a blessing to be on with Pastor Rich this morning. I'm humbled and excited for the adventure we're about to go on. <laughs> it's going to be an adventure because I don't know what we're talking about yet. <laughs> but we'll figure it out here under the anointing in a few moments. Amen. Well, let's do let's do this. I am going to talk to you about this. Uh, praying in other tongues, praying in the Holy Ghost uh, has changed my life. I'd say revolutionized uh, my Christianity. I I lived um, as a and once again when I talk about Baptist, when I talk about I'm not picking on anybody. I mean, because anybody get filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, hold on. The only prerequisite to be baptized in the Holy Ghost is is salvation. After salvation, anyone I don't care what your title is can be filled with the Holy Ghost and pray in other tongues. So I'm not picking, but it's my story. It's my life. So I can only tell you how things happen in my story and in my life. So uh, I had no power. Now I was saved. I had the, the, you know, salvation. I had redemption uh, through Jesus Christ in in another denomination, you know, as a Baptist, but I had no power because in, in that denomination, I drank I chased women. I, you know, fought like a fool, uh, sin, lied, cheated, cussed, you know, and on and on it went. I, I knew I was heaven bound. You know, I knew I was, I was going to heaven. I never quit believing through it all. Uh, but I didn't have any power to overcome those things. So when I say, when I got baptized with the Holy ghost, it revolutionized my entire Christianity, my entire Christian walk, uh, went to, uh, levels unknown to me at that time. So praying in other tongues was the the key for me that, that took me to another level. That was just, there's not, I can't, if I tell anybody, like they say, tell us, a, tell us a key, tell us the key to get to where you're at or tell us the key, you know, to, I'm telling you, the key is pray in tongues for hours. I'm not talking about like two hours a month. I'm talking about hours a day. If you can, I'm talking about pray. I pray in tongues so much that it become it's almost natural to me. I was talking to Brother Randy last night in prayer. We had such a great prayer. You need to get in these prayer meetings. Tonight we got prayer. Seven, um, eight. Seven, eight. Would it be easy if you just come sit over here? Are sure. You, can we, is that, would that be better? I don't care. Yeah, let's do Yeah, let's just come sit and sit next to me. Sit next to me. Hey, just, just deal with us. We'll give you a little extra today. Uh, even if you want to move that camera, you can move that camera back, Dylan, this camera over here. And we'll just fix things up. Give us a second here. I'll keep talking while they're fixing the office. I just don't like how it is. I want you to be able to see uh, uh, him as well as me at the same time. But uh, I'm talking about, you know, when you, the Bible says when you pray, you can pay, you know, watch me watch all this going on. It's just good morning to you. Maybe I'll take time to do that. Good morning. Oh, God, I love all you so much. Ben, I see you on there. Eunice, Joanna, I see I had to blow it up because I have my glasses on. Uh, Teresa, see ya, Barbara, see ya, Laura, see ya, uh, Brian, Al, uh, Billy, Mickey, Ben once again, Angela, Rosina, Amanda, Tom, Ruth, Holly, Amy, Marcy, Randy, 
uh, Connie, I think I saw on there, and, and on and on it goes. I love you. I thank God for you. And, I, and I'm not just saying that. I, you, you're a part of my life. Uh, but anyhow, um, is, is that going to be better? Can we yeah. get a wide shot? Or are you going to have two cameras of us? Yeah, she's got two shots. And then you can see it here, Dylan, too. Yeah. Um, uh, like last night, I, I was talking to Randy, and I said, you know, when you when we pray, we talk to God. That's what the Bible says. When right. you pray in an unknown tongue, he's, you speaketh, King James, you speaketh unto God. When you pray in an unknown tongue, you build yourself up. You edify. Greek word edifice, which means build yourself up, which Kenneth Hagin taught us. One of the greatest examples of building yourself up is, is a dead battery to a charged battery. So your, your car battery's dead. That's good. You hook it up to a charger or jumper cables, and you charge yourself up. That's only by praying in the Holy Ghost. The Bible doesn't say any other way. You can't build yourself up by word. You got to have the word. The word is a catalyst, to, you know, to all God things. And you taught us you don't need to build your spirit up either. No, it's your, your spirit's flesh. ready. Yeah. Yes. So when you, it's not like your spirit's dead and then you romoko sebaka and then your spirit comes alive. Right. Your spirit's either on or off. Right. When you get born again, your spirit's on. So the things you're building up are, are your your mental, your fleshes, your mental, your conscience, your subconscious. You're changing things in your subconscious, your beneath realm. Uh, your attitude's changing. Your perception's changing. Uh, your soul is changing. Your soul appetite, you change that by praying in tongues. Do you think a lot of people think when they get saved that that's just, that becomes part of their nature now as they're redeemed so they don't think that way anymore? They don't... 100%. Uh, because they read the scripture that you can become a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away, but all things become new. And, and they think that means you're sanctified. Yeah. Sanctification is a process. Yeah, you talked about that Sunday. So, you know, if you think you're going to... Now, some people, I've seen a transformation uh, in, in baptism, water baptism, and in Holy Ghost, baptizing the Holy Ghost, to where people quit things. Like for me, I quit drinking when yeah. I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. There was a transformation there, supernatural. Yeah. But so, sometimes it's a process. You know, sanctification happens by the Spirit. It's a, it happens by the power of God, which is the Spirit of God. Right. Uh, you can wash yourself, the Bible says, with the Word. So you can use the Word uh, to sanctify yourself, washing and cleanse yourself in the Word of God as well. But the, the new creation part is you go from a flesh being to a spirit. You are a spirit, but your spirit's lying dormant before Jesus Christ. The right. light's turned on. You become a new creation. You know, a lot of people think they get the fullness of God when they get born again. You get the Savior, Jesus Christ. You don't right. get Lord Jesus Christ. You get Savior. You, you, a lot of people come to the understanding of Jesus as, I don't want to go to hell. So that's receiving him as Savior. That's, re, you know, you, you're redeemed. You're, you know, you've been redeemed from the curse. But in order to receive power, you got to receive the fullness of God. And right. that's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So back to praying in tongues. You've been with me for... 17 years now um you know how, how much it meant to me praying in tongues yeah but for me to to for me to not pray in tongues for 30 40 minutes a day an hour a day uh i don't know where what what would happen i don't know either <laughs> i you've taught me i've watched you over the years i think i've got it from you is it, and ashley's sitting over here she probably gets annoyed by it I, i'm just randomly praying in the holy ghost throughout the day singing in the holy ghost you got it talking all day it's become it's become second a second major, language yes. to me. I mean, it's literally another language to me. Amen. And it, being without it, I don't know where I'd be in my life without it. I, I can tell, and my wife could attest to this, uh, my life does waves when I pray less in the Holy Ghost. 100%. You, you see me, my attitude shifts, 
my mindset shifts, uh, my personality is well, different. Well, you begin to get weak. Yeah. The battery goes down. Yeah. You know, so it's very biblical. You go back to that old nature again. 100%. Because it's constantly, it's not that, the, it is dead, but it likes to res, rise itself up from the dead if you allow it to. 100%. It, it's a, it's a, you regress. Uh, you know, the battery, if you don't maintain your battery, you'll go back to. That's like leaving the light state. on in your car all day. Or the headlights on. It's going to shut down after a while. Let's look at this real quick. Go into Corinthians. I hope you're being blessed. Well, there's two of them. You got double. Let's go into one, Corinthians 1. And let's look at this for a second. Because I, I, you know, when I talk about this, I talk about a secondhand nature, which it is. uh, But a lot of people don't understand. And so I want to give you scripture. (laughs) Excuse me. So what I'm talking about is uh, uh, 1 Corinthians in the 14th chapter, it says, For he that speaketh in an unknown t- tongue, uh, that, the, the 2 Corinthians 14, 2, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue uh, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Now I've been teaching this, but the Greek word is glossolalia. Glossolalia is how you describe our, our heavenly language, and, and that word glossolalia means it's an uh, it's a, a language that is unlearned. Hmm. You cannot learn it. So when you're trying to pray in tongues, when you get pray, you know, hands laid on you to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the praying in tongues, you're not receiving your tongues. You're receiving the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, the sign of you receiving him, it's easy. You just receive the Holy Spirit or you don't. But a lot of people try to receive tongues. A lot of people are saying, okay, I hear all these people praying in tongues. I got to receive this language. I got to figure this language out. No, 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 no. You receive the Holy Spirit. Along with the Holy Spirit comes a heavenly language. If you, if you can get that, it'll simplify. Your flesh doesn't want you to have uh, the Holy Spirit. Your flesh is warring against it because it, it, it's not earthly. It's not known. It's not normal to your flesh. So it goes against your flesh. Demons don't want you to have it. Uh, demons understand the power of the Holy Ghost. This this is the end time power. If you go look at the last chapter and the last three or four v- verses of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all testify in chronological order their account at the day of Pentecost. John said, and John even said, uh, I, uh, there's not even enough books, volumes uh, to list the miracles that we've seen. That's what John said about Jesus. He says, they're not, we don't even have the, 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 the space. There's not enough time. You know, we get, a, we get a, a limited amount of miracles that were recorded, but under John, he said, there's just not enough time to, or, or space to record them all. And that's because he was filled with the Holy ghost and power. Then we see Luke, the great physician. He's the one that wrote acts. Yeah. So, so Luke's account in chronological order, they all said, you receive power, 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 uh, you know, tread on serpents, cast out, you know, cast out demons, lay hands on the sick. Uh, they all give the same account in the last chapter of each of their volumes. Yeah. But back to this now, he that speaketh unknown tongue doesn't speak to man. He speaketh unto God. Your, your flesh doesn't want it. Your flesh fights against it. Demons fight against it. You say, well, I'm a Christian. I don't have demons. Well, you're correct. If you're a Christian, you're not possessed with demons. But demons are doing everything that they can to stop you from being filled with the Holy Ghost. Because once you get filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, chances are you will never leave God. I've seen a lot of people leave God that are born again. That's now, good. I know it's the power to cling to God. Yeah. 
but uh, I've seen few people, and I have seen people baptized in the Holy Ghost leave God, but first they leave the Holy Spirit. First they leave tongues. Uh, you say, well, it's that important? Yes, it's extremely important that you pray in other tongues. It's vital uh, to your Christianity that you pray in tongues. And that's why I say all the time, every Baptist should be filled with the Holy Ghost. And they can stay Baptists if they want. I mean, that doesn't bother God. It doesn't yeah. bother me. Every Catholic, every Lutheran, every Presbyterian, uh, every single denomination ought to read their Bible and ought to accept the ministry, the person of the Holy Spirit, that's the third person of God. Don't know why they wouldn't. And they should pray in other tongues. But that's a result of. So back to what we're saying, uh, you receive the spirit of the person of the Holy Spirit. Immediately, the Bible says in Acts 2, 1 through 4, he'll give you the words to speak. And a lot of people search here for the word. Word's not there. The word's in here. Yeah. Now, Brother Norval, he used to say it's in your belly. Well, it's not in your belly, but that's a good reference. Yeah, it's, it feels like it's core. from there. <laughs> he says the Holy Spirit lives in your belly. Not true. The Holy Spirit uh, comes and attaches himself to your spirit, right? which is what you really are out, right. outside of this flesh. Uh, we could say this. Uh, it, it, it deals with your subconscious realm more than anything, your spirit. But if you receive the Holy Spirit, you can have praying in other tongues, and that's a manifestation of of the presence of the Holy Spirit. You, you can't have the Holy Spirit without praying in other tongues. That's a sign. that, that they, they, You can't separate the two. Yeah, it's almost like we were talking, you were using the analogy of the car. You know, you got to mm-hmm. have some gas in the car, but it's like the exhaust coming out of the pipe of the car is there not because... It's a result of... It's a result of the gas being in the that's car. That's good. It's, that's the result of it. You don't look for the gas or the exhaust coming out, but that's going to happen. Amen. I'm not looking for to, to pray in tongues, but that's a byproduct. It's com- comes with it. I, which what happens when you get back. If, if, if being filled with the Holy Ghost was doing sit-ups every day, I'd be in great shape. You'd be doing sit-ups but, every but, day. What, what? But, but the baptism in the Holy Ghost comes with the praying in the other tongues. And we need it. This is, you know, like you're talking about clinging to God, getting close to God. We, we need the Holy Ghost to stay close to Amen. God. Our nature is constantly trying to pull us the other Amen. direction. We that's need the that flesh power. desire. But that's what Jesus said. He said, wait. Don't go anywhere. Yes. Wait. How long? However long. <laughs> I mean, they should still be waiting if it didn't happen yet. But he said, wait till you've been filled with power from on high then. And that's what everybody misses. And somehow we discount these scriptures. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't take, all right, here, there's a, there's a scripture. I was just looking at my old notes in Proverbs 23.10 that says, uh, don't remove the ancient landmarks. Also, Proverbs talks about being found in the fields of the fatherless. But the ancient landmarks are, are the scriptures, God's word. It's not only the Old Testament law, but it's the present word. You can't manipulate the scripture to say what you want to say in ignorance. No, you, you, no, your job is to get inbounds. Now, when you're when you don't understand the scripture, or you you refuse to live within the scripture, you're out of bounds. You can't say I, I'm going to now manipulate the scripture to cover me out here. No, you got to get inbounds with the scripture. I'll tell you, if you want to live out of bounds, you got a spirit. In Jude, the Bible talks about the spirit of Cain. The spirit of Cain, uh, Cain knew the truth. He lived in the truth, but then somewhere along the line, he said, "I won't do this anymore. It's too hard. I got, you know, I got to do this. Got to do this. Got to do it do this. my way. Uh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna come outside. Uh, you know, get out of bounds 
and, and you know, God can deal with me out that's here. Like lar- that's largely in our generation today. The church. The spirit of Cain. It's a big spirit. People want to do stuff their way. 100%. That's, that's a religious thing, too, in the Catholics, Baptists, any religion that doesn't, or any church, really. Well, they it's don't an ignorance. To... You, you think because I don't know it, I get a hall pass because right. of it. And I'm going to live out here and too bad. Don't work That's that a good way. point. Ignorance is not the excuse or an excuse. Doesn't work that way at all. Let's let's keep going on this. So once again, to you that that are, are filled with the Holy Ghost, don't try to pray in tongues. And the, and the other thing I wanted to say is a lot of times people say, uh, I didn't receive my tongues. I'm waiting to receive my tongues. You're not going to receive your tongues. You receive the Holy Ghost. Uh, within the Holy Ghost is your prayer language. So if you're looking for like, I received the Holy Ghost and then some kind of shocking or some kind of uh, natural event to where, uh, uh, and you hear screaming on the inside of you, the Holy, that's not how it happens. It's such a, it's such a spiritual event that's beyond your natural senses. So, so it's, it's not like you're going to hear it with your ears, with your brain. No, you sense it in your spirit. You got to be keen to spiritual things. It's received by faith. hundred percent it is. But don't try to get a tongue. Like uh, even last week, we had twenty-something people baptized in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, we were calculating the numbers, praying in other tongues, and and one came up to me after and said, "I've been um, t- for ten years. I've been trying to receive, waiting on my tongues. You're going to keep waiting. Yeah, that's and that, but that's but that, once again, that's that's ignorance. Right. That, that's someone taught them wrong. There was a wrong perception. But if you cl- clearly study the scripture. Once again, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, last chapter of each book, you'll see where the disciples, Jesus dealt with them, their account of what Jesus said, it all matches. Then you see Acts 1, Acts 5, and then you see Acts 2, 1 through 4, or the whole chapter of Acts 2. You see the, the account. They waited, they obeyed, they received the Holy Ghost, they're baptized, they prayed in tongues. You see anybody waiting? And they said, well, they tarried. They, they didn't tarry on tongues that they tarried on the Holy Spirit because he wasn't yet given to the earth. But the day of Pentecost was the day that God chose to give him to the earth. Jesus ascended 10 days after uh, the holiday of Pentecost. That's that's just the holiday. It's not, we use it as to, to say we're Pentecostal, but that's just the holiday on which, uh, on which God released the Holy Spirit to humanity, the day, the day of Pentecost, the 50th day celebration. But Jesus left 10 days before the Holy Spirit. So they wait for 10 days, 120 people. They receive the Holy Spirit. That They know he's there because of rushing mighty wind. They didn't have teaching. They didn't have reference. They didn't have preaching like we have. They didn't have examples like we had. So God used the sound of a rushing mighty wind. So they went, oh boy, this has to be that. You know, what else? We've never heard this before. Then the sound, Holy Spirit comes in. Then immediately they're sat upon their heads. Little Look at my little fire cloven tongues as a fire and they begin to speak glossolalia unknown unlearned tongues as the spirit gave them the words to speak that's how simple it is Uh, don't make it hard but then once we receive it that's just not the initial sign that's the initial evidence of the holy spirit but then we can go and study and see the sign and how easily they received it because they didn't have anybody any scholars or anybody to confuse them on what they should or shouldn't do they just received the Holy Spirit by faith. They heard it. Mm-hmm. They received it by faith. And then they heard, you know, within them, there was a language and they spoke it out. As simple as that. And you, you've, I've noticed it because you have me minister at the altar often. Mm-hmm. To get you got that. a gift for that. And we'll lay hands on somebody 
And I find that the easiest people to be filled and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit are people that have never heard of it before. Non-church people. Non-church people. Yeah. The people that have heard of it, they've been in church for a long time. They they've thought they were baptized. They weren't baptized. Those are usually the people. No, and I'm, I don't mean it offensively, but those are usually the people that have the hardest time receiving by faith because they're looking yeah, for something. Doctrine. Right. They're looking by eye, their eyes to see something happen. I talked to a woman this this last week, Kim and I, and she came from another church, and and, and I'm not picking, but she said from that other church that the past. She kept making reference. The pastor did it this way. The pastor did it that way. The pastor did it this way. And I'm thinking of all the ways I'm thinking. Every way he did it was faithless. There was no faith. Because he would get everybody in a circle. Everybody hold hands. Everybody pray for each other. It's almost like the day of Pentecost. We're tearing. We're waiting. Well, the wait's over. The Holy Spirit's here. When the Holy Spirit was poured out of heaven, he was God poured himself out. He poured his spirit out in full measure. So all of the Holy Spirit you can have is here on earth. Right. So you don't got to wait. Right. The only, you just got to believe. Uh, but the Bible says now, because we say there's no reference uh, in yes and no, but we see in every account, I got six biblical accounts that when people got filled with the Holy Ghost, they prayed in tongues. I got six biblical accounts. But before those biblical accounts, we see in Luke 4, the physician here says, and Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So if Jesus being filled with the Holy Ghost, and we know that the sign of people being filled with the Holy Ghost praying in other tongues, Jesus prayed in other tongues. So they, they heard Jesus for three years praying in other tongues. Now, now you say that's an assumption. Well, according to biblical facts, when someone, Acts 19, uh, 1 through 8, uh, Paul lays hands on them. They begin to pray in other tongues. Receive Multiple Spirit, places in Acts. Tongues. We can go through Peter and John, go into the coast of Samaria. They not receive the Holy Ghost. Let they minister. They begin to pray in other tongues. Uh, we see where, where the um, Simon the sorcerer sees by laying on hands, they receive power. He asks them, how do I receive this power? Well, what did he see? Had to see something. It was manifest, the prayer. Had to see God. something. So we see all throughout the scriptures the, that the 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 effect the person of the Holy Spirit then the effect of the Holy Spirit. So here we see Jesus filled with the Holy Ghost. Jesus prayed in other tongues. We also have Acts ten thirty eight. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost, who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now Jesus says to us, "You can't do these things till you've been filled with power from on high," because in in Mark's account. Mark said, lay hands on the sick, cast out devils. Uh, um, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover, cast out devils. Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus. He can't anoint without the Holy Ghost. Who went about doing good, healing all those. So healing all those, go back under, wait till you've been filled, and then lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And Jesus knew in John 14, he says, greater works will you do when I leave. And go to my father. He didn't say you'll do some of the works that I do. He said greater works than, than I've done. And I only think that because he only lived to 33. And we've got a whole life to whole live. Lifetime. So we'll do greater things. But it had to be through the power and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, well I'll show you two reasons why. This is a good, good point you made. In Hebrews 4, we see for the first time that humanity uh, has help in heaven and help on earth. Uh, Hebrews 4. Let's look at this. 
Hebrews actually go in three first. Hebrews 3, 1 and 2, it says, <clears throat> Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of a heavenly calling, consider the apostle, the high priest of our profession, uh, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, and also Moses faithful in all his house. And then look at 4, 14. Seeing that we have a great high priest that is passed into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne room of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Mm. Until Jesus was on the right hand of the Father, this wasn't available unto us. That's good. So we have a helper here on earth and we have a helper in heaven. That's why Jesus said greater things are you going to do because the, the right seat, the high priest's seat of authority what was uh, was left open while Jesus was here. Mm. Now we have the Holy Spirit and making intercession here, and we have Jesus making intercession for us there. Thank you, Lord. But back to the Holy Ghost. Let's get into this for a second. Let's get back into of Corinthians. I want to I want to myth bust something. The religious folk. I don't even know. I didn't even start my clock today. Are we almost out of time? <laughs> I think we're thirty minutes in. We're thirty minutes in. All right. The religious folk take. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, then they use it for why not, and they use it to govern or to capture or control the Holy Spirit. Right. That, that's what they use it for. Because what was taking place in the church here that Paul's dealing with in Corinth, they were radical. Hmm. So they're praying in tongues, they're casting out devils, everybody's praying in tongues, there's no service, there's no rhyme or reason to a service, which is fine. In a sense, but the word of God's got to go forth in a service. Right now, you can have a service Sunday, Wednesday night we prayed in tongues. Uh, Sunday we prayed in tongues. We didn't do anything. That that's fine. The but but you have to have the word of God going forth in your natural tongue, right. so it can be fruitful uh, to you as well uh, naturally. Uh, so, but but hold on here. Uh, he begins to deal with uh, tongues. How to? Why not? What to do? Like we see in here, uh, let's just go through a few of these. I, I hope you're, we're blessing somebody on, on there. And once again, I see all the names that are popping up on my little screen here. And I love every one of you and thank God for you. But the first one says, I thank God more than all I speak in tongues, uh, more than all of you. Yet in the church, I'd rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. So that's uh, 17, 18 and 19. Uh, then he goes down, he says, uh, 22, Wherefore tongues are, are, are for a sign not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But pro So when we pray in tongues, I had a religious um, couple that they were so, they came in so uh, um, disguised, camouflaged as Christians, but they're demonic. Then they're they're they they kind of were around who's who for years, but they had the 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 woman especially of the couple had a Jezebel spirit, which is a killer evil spirit. And I should have known uh, day one when she came in and she said, "Cause we pray in tongues." Then she says, so the woman says, "Hey, pastor, uh, you can't pray in tongues. You're gonna scare, um, you know, lost people off." And, and immediately the scripture came to me: How are we gonna scare lost people off when it's a sign? Like if we quit praying in tongues, we remove the sign for the lost. They don't know. They don't know that they're supposed to be here. Mm -mm. 
But once that, that, that tongue's there, it's like McDonald's. Oh, dumb. Take the colors away from McDonald's. Disguise the building. Take the sign away. You don't know where to go. Right. That's what the tongues is to the non-believer. I got it. No have, wonder nobody wants to go to any other church that don't pray in tongues. type churches because we like hide it. We keep it to yeah. ourselves. We use it as a badge of authority to make fun of others. We use it like show offy. It's not what it. That's was what they're intended. looking for. The loss they is looking for. They want to see it. the pure supernatural. What is this? They walk in. They're like, I want to see those golden arches yes, when I'm hungry. <laughs> I know I'm safe when I see it. Uh, but you you look at this. The day of Pentecost. Everybody that's not in the building is seeing the sign. That's good. And they say uh, to Peter, and Peter stands up. He goes, hey, everybody said It pulled everybody to yes. it. This is now some people might have been murmuring. You're always going to have the murmurs. But uh, he says, this is that. Wait, everybody relax. This is the sign we've all been waiting for. That's so We've been good. waiting for this from Joel. How demonic that is to try to keep it to silenced stifle in it or church. Shut it? Oh, my goodness. Th- then he goes on. Uh, and then he says in 26, how be it, brethren, when you come together, every one of you hath a psalm, hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation, that all things be done unto edifying. Uh, now, And he goes into the true order of the church. If any man, just let me get to where I'm going. I might go long. If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two or the most three that by course and let one interpret, but if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church, and let him keep uh, unto himself unto God. Now, it goes on in here, and it also talks about let the woman keep silent in the church, and we've made a doctrine out of this. It'd be like taking, going back to Job, and Job said, uh, 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 God giveth and God taketh away. That's not doctrine. That's a historical account of something Job said. Well, we don't take that and say, okay, now we got to add within. Right. All right, God's going to take from us and God's going to give to us. God's going to kill us and God's going to add to us. You can't. No, no, that, that's an account. You take this whole chapter and you see a radical church that was getting a little out of bounds. Yeah. And and Paul comes in and he just begins to remind them of the boundaries. So women keeping silent in the church wasn't doctrine right. for the Christian body. It was in this church, obviously, or and this making service. Corrections. Women are like, what's going on? Right. You know, to their husband. Hey, but what's that? What do he say? What's that mean? What's going on? And, and Paul said, hey, you know, keep the women silent, not meaning women can't preach or women can't be preachers. And we made an entire doctrine that why women can't be preachers and why women can't be leaders. Come on, are you kidding me? So uh, women are spirits. Uh, you are a spirit. Every human being is a spirit. Uh, we have a soul. We live in a body. Every human being. So we can't, a, a spirit doesn't carry gender. Spirit doesn't have a gender. Right. Without if you take your spirit from your body, it's your good. spirit doesn't go to the restroom. Your spirit no, that's your flesh. Yes. Your spirit doesn't have parts. That's your flesh. Now it fills the inside of your flesh. You know, like if you put a balloon in there, it fills the extremities, your fingertips and all, but it doesn't have gender. Well, it's true, your flesh determines your gender. Hundred percent. Your spirit's not gender. So to say uh, a, a woman is a woman, it doesn't matter if she has a, a God's spirit made in the image of God, the only difference women have the men is God put a womb in them to carry a, a, a being, a, a little baby. Yep. That's the only difference. A man and then a man with a womb. Womb man. Right. It's the only difference. But to say to discount the spirit, no, he was dealing with something here. And, and it's not even bad. He's saying, okay, hold on. This is wonderful. You're all praying in tongues, but we got to make sense of it. Right. And that it wasn't that we got to be religious. You'll read this. He probably wished time. the other churches that he wrote to had this problem. 100%. Yeah. Because in other churches, he goes to them. Dealing he says, with sin. You and sin de- here. You're dirty. 
I, I shouldn't have to be dealing with dealing this. with kids, sleeping with their dad's stepmom, and all the. Or what did he yeah. say? You should be on meat. You're still on milk. Yeah. But this church had it going on. I mean, this is a church in Corinth. They had it going on, and he's telling them, "Hold on, now we got to pray in tongues." But in order for it to make sense and be fruitful to us mentally, you know, uh, our conscious, our subconscious, we got to do it in the tongue of the land. Yeah. But if someone has a tongue, let's do this. Instead of all, all 30 of you operating in the Holy Ghost and the nine gifts, let, let's just let one at a time go. Come and it, it'll help differently. everybody. And let one at a time go. Yeah. And then let's have two that really know what they're doing as far as uh, interpreting. And then it makes sense, so there's not hysteria here. Yep. Wow, isn't this a whole different light now? It's so good. But the, he was just kind of harnessing. or, or They were probably of, stifling the growth of the church in general. They're being potentially. A, yeah. Hey, but I got. And there work. was people coming that didn't weren't Confusion, yeah. weren't getting blessed by what was happening. They were coming because there were signs. The people were coming. There was a church. But then what do we, what's what do, we do? I'm not being filled. I'm not being helped. I'm not being anything. And this is good stuff. This is probably the best teaching of this chapter 14 in First Corinthians I've ever heard. We're busting this myth. <laughs> myth busting. So all you today. women out there say, man. All the women listen and say, I'm a spirit. Uh, you know, yeah. You don't have a womb in your spirit. You Not if womb. you identify as a woman. <laughs> oh God, help us! <laughs> you say, truly I have the anatomy, spirit, <laughs> the anatomy of a Amen. woman. <laughs> you preach out of your spirit. Yes. You don't preach out. Now you can have soulful attitude, you know, and, and have a flair, but like Wednesday night, I know we're over time. Golly, uh, Wednesday night, uh, I get up to preach. Uh, some of you uh, don't know this testimony. Uh, I had a plan to preach preach on the irrefutable laws of God. Good teaching, good preaching. Um, I get up, the Lord said, I don't want you to preach that. So I hand my notebook back to my son. I said, what do I preach, Lord? He said, I'll tell you what to preach when you get up there. Well, my point is, you preach out of your spirit. Mm -hmm. I didn't preach out of here. So women don't have to preach out of here. Now, there are people that do preach. You can study a subject and learn a subject and then preach out of your intellect. But you can also preach out of your spirit, right. which bypasses your intellect. That's good. Wednesday night, I preached out of my spirit. Now, understand this. You've got to have the, the, the word in you. You've got to have reference of the word of God, which I studied the word for over almost 40 years now. Since Well, how long is it? No, not, not 40. Uh, 1992 is when I started preaching. How many 30, years? Almost 30, 30 years. Over 30 years. Yeah. 31 years. 31 years. I've been preaching. Now, before that, I was a Baptist, and I studied different things, you know, Bible, too, but... Not the baptism of the Holy Ghost. No. So I'm in, I'm in studying this Word, so I got the Word in me. Yeah. You know, and then the Spirit, so... Oh, glory to God. So you can preach out of the intellect, and the Spirit will keep filling 100%. it. 100%. God will just... Pl the, the Spirit will pull into that. And, and the Bible says the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance the Word of God when you need it. That'll preach by itself. So, And that's in John 14. So you get in there... And you're standing up on the altar and you obey the Holy Spirit. Your spirit's connected to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, so that flow is just natural. And the Holy Spirit says, remember this. You say, oh, yeah, I preach that. Yeah. Remember this. Oh, yeah, I can preach that. Yeah. But back to what we got to end. Praying in other tongues. He that prayeth in an unknown tongue speaketh unto God. Thank you, Lord. Wow. You pray out mysteries, the Bible says. The, we're going to do, Dylan and I have been talking about, we're going to start doing these foundations classes, which we're going to teach you about the baptism of the Holy Ghost in depth, meaning I'll take 
then sit down with you and, and, and impart these things to you, teach these things to you, uh, let you see how, the, how to flow. Uh, we're going to teach you another thing that's hindering growth in the church is a lack of honor. Uh, you know, the, the big doors, the doors of God or the doors uh, of increase hinge on honor. Yeah. And so when there's promotion. no, yeah, there's no honor, there's no promotion, there's no, you know, supernatural doors opening for you. So we got to deal with that. We'll deal with all these things. We're in a great season. I love you. Prayer tonight, seven o'clock church tomorrow night. Easter things are coming up. Uh, you know, God bless you. God bless you. We love you. Uh, Dylan and I were signing off until next time.